the Fantasy Football Insider on WBXI Now. Brought to you by Cal U. Hi, I'm Albie Oxenrider, and we are on Zoom today for the Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal, Cal U. I'm here. Chris Carter is over there. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing great, Albie. Just sitting in my lovely abode here in Homewood of Pittsburgh. Well, that's a good place to be, and we're ready to go. And we're going to start with a wild week in the NFL and some very interesting matchups coming up this week. So let's start with who's hot on your board. Well, the hot guys, we always we start at the quarterback position, and Albie Deshaun Watson is back. He looks like he's, he's really finding himself now that uh, Bill O'Brien's gone at the head coach. In this last game against the Titans, he threw, he, threw, caught, he threw 28 completions on 37 attempts for 335 yards and count them four touchdowns, no interceptions. He looked like a much better version of himself. Even though the, 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 the Texans lost to the Titans, he looked very sharp in this game. And I think it's a very good sign that maybe he's picking it up moving forward. Another top guy who picked it up last week, Carson Wentz, uh, who, who went 21 of 40 for 213 y- yards and two passing touchdowns, but also went, went on for five carries, for 49 yards and a touchdown. Big numbers for him on the day. Um, you know, being able to th- show that balance. Two guys in losing efforts against really good teams, they both showed up big to help their squads and maybe good for fantasy over- owners moving forward. Yeah, uh, Philadelphia Eagles struggling a little bit, but uh, certainly Carson Wentz uh, putting up some numbers. Kenyon Drake also putting up some numbers that has landed him on your hot sheet. Yeah, I mean, he went ballistic against the Cowboys, and right now it seems like anyone who plays against that Cowboys defense is going to get big numbers. He took 20 carries for 124 yards and two touchdowns. Huge numbers for him, a good sign for him moving forward. Another running back that exploded, though, rookie DeAndre Swift. He was a lot of guys RB1 coming into this draft uh, out of Georgia. He took 14 carries for 116 yards and two touchdowns for the Lions. Really good showing for them against the Jaguars defense. Two young running backs that you got to take a look at a little bit more. Kenyon Drake's on a lot of people's rosters, but we talk about DeAndre Swift on that waiver wire segment. All right. Justin Jefferson. Um, I, I, I think perhaps he was there once before, but he's back on that hot list. He's been up and down, but he's certainly back and looking really strong for the Vikings right now. He, uh, he was targeted 11 times, got nine catches, 166 yards, and two touchdowns. Really good showing for him and a good showing that maybe he can become a consistent force for the Vikings. It's a little bit of a struggle. You know, the LSU rookie is, uh, is fitting his way in and, and figuring out how to work with Kirk Cousins. But uh, right now he's looking really good. But another guy who people have been waiting for a long time to look good is Will Fuller, the Notre Dame wide receiver with the Texans. He's been hurt a lot in his early years, but we've seen how big, how he can turn into big plays. And he was a huge big play guy for Deshaun Watson against the Titans. Targeted 11 times, caught six passes for 123 yards and a touchdown. Good-looking performance from him to step up this week and maybe an encouraging sign that if you need a, a wide receiver two or a flex, he could be an option for you moving forward. Well, I'm thinking, what do you like about Trey Burton? But then I think, what's not to like uh, Trey Burton of Indy? Yeah, Trey Burton played really well, was targeted five times, caught four of them for 80 yards and a touchdown, also had a rushing touchdown. Really good showing for him in this game for, for the Colts and finding, you know, Phillip Rivers trying to figure out, you know, chemistry with anyone in that offense. But the other guy still in the AFC South, Anthony Ferkser, filling in for Johnny Smith for the Titans. 
he had he was targeted nine times, caught the ball eight, caught them, caught eight of those passes for 118 yards and a touchdown. With Jonu Smith, you know, injured and he's questionable for this upcoming Steelers game. Anthony Ferks is some guy that you could at least put stash on your bench and say if Smith's ankle injury keeps reoccurring it might be a good idea to have Ferkser just to, just to slap in there because the tight end position has been a big producer for the Titans. You know, sometimes we're on a time crunch and you're talking fast, and Ferkser is one name that you want to be careful <laughs> when you said it. You said it very well. Uh, it just – it flowed. It does. It does. It does flow very well. But, hey, that's really – but we got to talk about the guys who aren't hot right now uh, in the not category, Alby. Uh, and a big-name quarterback right at the top of the list – is Aaron Rodgers, 16 yeah. 36 for 160 yards and only 160 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. That Buccaneers defense looked for real, Albie. Yeah, that was a, a very, very rough game for Aaron Rodgers. And that's how, you know, you don't expect to see that. Uh, you don't necessarily want to see, expect to see Aaron Rodgers on the hot list every week, but you don't usually see him on the not list after a game like that. Yeah, it's really rough to see him there. I think He'll, of course, bounce back, but that Buccaneers defense looks for real. The other quarterback that wasn't hot was a returning quarterback, Drew Locke, the young guy for the Broncos, 10 of 24 for 189 yards, zero touchdowns and two interceptions in a game where he had a running back with over 100 yards and that the Broncos won. It's discouraging to see those kind of numbers. Uh, I know some people might have been excited to see Drew Locke come back, but right now I would uh, pump the brakes on, on trying to give him any playing time on a roster. Also, rough times with the Cowboys, and Ezekiel Elliott has landed on your not-hot list. Yeah, I mean, he's not playing well. The, the, the Cowboys, without Dak Prescott, needed to rely on him to carry the load, and he was smashed. Only, only 49 yards on 12 carries, two fumbles in that game. And Zach Martin, a key offensive lineman for the Cowboys, went down. It's looking rough for Ezekiel Elliott moving forward. He might be a good person to consider trading soon before his stock plummets even worse. Maybe wait for him to have one more big performance if he gets that and then try to get, get rid of him. But another running back that was disappointing was Antonio Gibson. You thought that he would play well against the Giants. Only nine carries for 30 yards, zero touchdowns, um, zero. Uh, you know, and he didn't really produce in the passing game either. Not a good sign for them moving forward with Kyle Allen at quarterback. All right, wide receivers, starting off with Chris Godwin. Godwin, seven, seven targets, five catches, 48 yards. You'd hope you get more from a Tom Brady offense. Devontae Adams, 10 targets, six catches for 60 yards. No touchdowns from either guys. Those are big-name receivers not getting in the end zone. All right, who else you got there? Uh, uh, Devontae Adams. Uh, yeah, well, just we just uh, just saying Devontae Adams. There. Uh, we, moving on to the tight end position, uh, you look at Mark Andrews and Evan Ingram. Uh, you know, I said you know Evan Ingram last week. This was your last chance to to use him. If he didn't prove it, get rid of him. Uh, he went up against Washington, who was one of the worst tight end defenses in the league, and uh, he didn't do anything. Two two catches on three targets for thirty yards. I would dump Evan Ingram for my team right now. Uh, Mark Andrews, a guy who's normally a top tight end. Two catches on four, ten, on four targets for 50 yards, no touchdowns. Discouraging, to say the least, against a team like the Eagles where a tight end should have feasted. Uh, when you have the not hot list, uh, is, it, is it strictly based on the performance last week or is it on, based on the fact of what they have coming up in terms of matchups uh, next week? Uh, it's, it's a mix. It's seeing where they're trending and, and who the players around them. Like with Ezekiel Elliott, it's not just that he played bad. They lost Zach Martin. So that's going to – if that if that has long-term implications, that offensive line is not going to block for them. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's looking at where teams are trending right now. And, yes, who's, who's coming up next. All right. Thank you, Chris. Uh, that's who's hot and who's not. Up next, looking at the waiver wire, which is always interesting and a very, very necessary part of your fantasy football team. 
It's Chris Carter with Albie Oxenrider. It's the Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal U. And we are back on Zoom right after this. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider. We're brought to you by Cal U. Chris Stolball Carter is on that end. Uh, and I'm Albie Oxenrider. Thank you for being with us on WPXI Now. It's time for a peek at what you want to do and who you want to be looking at on the waiver wire, starting with quarterback and to a T is, is uh, who we're going to start with. Yeah, it's about that time. It was officially announced Tuesday, Albie, that Tua Tagovailoa, the former first-round pick from the, from the Alabama Crimson Tide, he is going to start for the Dolphins moving forward. It's odd because the team is 3-3 three and three and Ryan Fitzpatrick's been playing well, but maybe the Dolphins see, hey, you know what? The young guy's ready. Let's get him out there. Maybe he's focused. They don't play this week. But go on that waiver wire, stash to a tag of Iloa. Maybe he turns into something special. You don't know. If you don't got two quarterbacks that you can trust, get rid of the one that you trust the least. Pick up Tua, stash him, and who knows? Sometimes those rookie quarterbacks, especially those first-round picks, Albie, they'll play very well. And, and when teams don't have tape on them, they fall, they fall victim to some of the things that they're good at. And this might be one of those risks that's worth taking. Again, don't get rid of, you know, a top-tier quarterback for this guy or even a middle-tier quarterback. But if you're, if you're a guy that has Drew Locke on, on, you know, at, at the bottom of your list or you have Daniel Jones as your number two quarterback, get rid of the, one of those guys. Bring in Tua Tagovailoa. It may pay off now that he's the starter. You like that little play on words? You, you've got this to a T. <laughs> I like it a lot. I like <laughs> it a lot. The other guy I'd consider is Washington's Kyle Allen. Not for anything of long-term spits, but if you're in a situation where you got multiple bye weeks or a guy's hurt somewhere, just stash Kyle Allen just for an emergency sake and just put him out there. But he's not someone I'd keep long-term. But if you need a quarterback and you're desperate, just pick him up just for the short term and see what he can do for you. Uh, running back, you're like in DeAndre Swift. Yeah, uh, and that's a, that's a typo on my part. It's DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift. Um, it, uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry for drawing, throwing the W in there myself. But DeAndre Swift, uh, they were waiting for him to pop up. Uh, he dropped a touchdown in the opening uh, week of the season for the Lions, but he's been he, – yeah, he had a good performance. I talked about how he was one of my, my hot running backs in the, in the last segment. I'd, I'd consider picking him up if he's on if he's on some waiver wires and you've and I've seen him on some waiver wires in different leagues on uh, leagues where it's not really that deep in teams like if you're in a ten team league he's probably sitting there go get him while you can another a, a familiar name here Philip Lindsay the running back for the Denver Broncos Melvin Gordon found his found his way off not playing he was so supposedly hurt he had a DUI charge um, over uh, at the end towards the end of last week. Philip Lindsay, a guy who did well for the Broncos a year or two ago, and now he's he had a chance to get 23 carries and took it for over 100 yards, no touchdowns, but a guy that, hey, if people forgot about him, this is the time to unforget about him and say, hey, let's put him on the bench, see how he does, and if you need an emergency back, he could be your guy. A couple wide receivers have gotten your attention. Absolutely, and it's guys in the AFC South. Keelan Cole for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Nine targets, six catches, 143 yards, no touchdowns. But that's a good number a good number of targets from Gardner Minshew. Again, that's an offense that's really tough to predict where they're going. But when you're when you're looking for, for backup guys and you're looking for waiver wire guys, you're often looking for hot for the guy who has a hot hand on a team. And Keelan Cole could be that guy for the Jaguars moving forward, at least temporarily, to stash and see, hey, if, if you got a lot of receivers on bye weeks, you got a lot of receivers who are hurt up, 
this might be a guy that you can just plug in in your flex and survive for a, for a couple weeks while you're waiting for your team to get healthier, get out of those bye week situations. But sticking with the AFC South, a really good performance from Adam Humphreys for the Tennessee Titans. Six targets, caught all six of them for 64 yards and a touchdown. Really good showing on his part. Ryan Tannehill needs to find some consistency in his offense moving forward. Maybe he finds it in some of the less, the less bigger names on his team because A.J. Brown came back. But it was good to see that Adam Humphreys still being worked into that offense. All right, tight end. With the tight end position, it's kind of tricky because I, I brought up Trey Burton and Anthony Ferkser uh, in the last segment. So I'm going to put both of them there because neither of those guys would be on anyone's lists for getting tight ends. They're going to be on the waiver wire. But Anthony Ferkser is, is a little tri tricky right now because if John o. Smith is healthy, he's probably not going to get a lot of looks moving forward. But this is a gamble on your part. If you desperately need a, a number two tight end or a tight end to fill temporarily, you may it may be worth picking him up just for this week to see if he can get the numbers. Now, playing against the Steelers, who've been very good against the tight end this year, that might discourage you. But again, this is an emergency situation. Ferkser, worth a look here. But Trey Burton, put him in the lineup. Yeah, I know Jack Doyle's out there, but I'm going to give Trey Burton a shot in my, again, at my number two spot at the tight end. But I know I, I kind of cheated there, Albie, because I used both of these guys in my hot segment. So I'm going to give you guys a special one, uh, one that popped up this week uh, over Mike Gesicki, which was Adam Shaheen for the Miami Dolphins. He caught all three of his targets for 51 yards and a touchdown. We saw a little bit of two attack of Iloa last week. Maybe he develops a connection with Shaheen. And we could be talking about a really good uh, a, a really good situation for, for some young players here teaming up and getting the job done here uh, with a tight end position. Uh, again, tight end is one of those things. If you don't have a Kittle, if you don't have a Kelsey, um, you know, if you don't have one of those top number one tight end options, you're often looking around, okay, who are these, who are the, who are the new guys popping up around the league? And these are just three names here, Burton, Ferkser, and Shaheen that you could, that you could look at stash on your bench and see, and see where you are moving forward. But there's a lot of that going around, like Cole and Humphreys. Those are two other younger guys that I think are, are fitting in well. And uh, like I said, with Swift and Tagovailoa, you know, rookies getting, getting more chances to shine. I like what I'm seeing out of, out of these players. All right. And uh, up next, we're going to look at the Steelers in our Steelers segment. Uh, it's the Fantasy Football Insider, Chris Carter, Albie Oxenrider. We're on WPXI now. And we're brought to you by CalU. And we are back right after this. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider. Chris Carter's always smiling because he knows this is a Steelers segment. Yes, this is a segment that fans around Pittsburgh love to hear about. And I'm interested to see what you're going to say about Ben Roethlisberger here. And I, I do know that his numbers were not great, but uh, they, were, they were efficient. He was efficient in, in that win over the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, not you know, nowhere near 200 yards passing, only one touchdown pass. But the fact that he remains efficient is a very good sign moving forward. Again, Albie, they were playing the Browns in this game, and the Browns had absolutely no answers on offense for what the Steelers do. So it really didn't force Ben Roethlisberger to take to the air. He even said after the game, Albie, that he felt like he was handing the ball to Jerome Bettis when he was giving the ball to James Conner and Benny Snell late in that game. That's a sign that the Steelers are able to pound the ball and do the wall, do, do that well, and they didn't need him. But I wouldn't let that discourage me from starting him in the near future because they're going up against some other teams that have some pretty good offenses like the Titans this upcoming weekend, like the Ravens the week after. That's going to require Ben Roethlisberger to sling that ball a little bit. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't get rid of him, but just understand it's very encouraging to see his efficiency still, still up there. 11 touchdowns, one interceptions through five games. 
great numbers for him on the season so far. Yeah, I was going to say, before we move on to running back and James Conner, um, after five games, how do, you, how do you look at Ben as a fantasy pick? It's tough because, again, he likes to spread the ball around a lot now, and the Steelers are using a lot more jet sweeps. So it's taking away the attention uh, from, from you know, him being able to be a fantasy superstar. But what I'm looking at is trying to see the Steelers, him putting the ball in the end zone more to get the, to get his points. He, what, that's what's going to win you games with Ben Roethlisberger, that he's not turning the ball over, and he's going to be able to put the ball in the end zone with his arm. I think that if the Steelers get back to doing that a little bit more in the, in the next few weeks, you're going to really appreciate, appreciate that as a fantasy owner. And that's why I'm saying stick with Ben Roethlisberger unless you got again a top tier quarterback like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, one of those top fantasy guys, I would still consider Ben Roethlisberger as one of my starters. All right, James Conner back over 100 yards last week against the Browns for the season, averaging almost five yards per carry. Yeah, he's averaging more than Derrick Henry. Imagine that a pit running back doing better than an Alabama running back in the NFL so far this season. But uh, he's got his third 100 yard game on the, on the season fourth game with a touchdown he's looking really good behind the offensive line and mind you I'm not saying that James Conner is necessarily better than Derrick Henry but his numbers are again looking efficient it's about the system that he's playing in he's running hard through a really good stiff one in Sandeo this weekend and I really like the way that he's playing and it seems like the, that the Steelers are really getting used to just feeding him the ball and trusting him and uh, really getting the offensive line going. Kevin Dotson filled in for Al, for, uh, for David DeCastro almost called him Alan Benica there Albie uh, but uh, but he filled in for, for David DeCastro, and the offensive line didn't miss a beat. They just destroyed the Cleveland Browns. So uh, I, I really like what I'm seeing out of, out of uh, James Conner right now, and right now he should be starting in every single league that you have. All right, and uh, Benny Snell getting the job done in the red zone with it finding the end zone. Yeah, the Steelers brought him in for a goal line situation, and it gave him an ISO play. He beat the linebacker with a simple quick step, and he was in the end zone, encouraging if you're in one of those deep 16-team leagues and you need three running backs and you're looking for that third guy, Benny Snell getting a red zone touchdown, good sign moving forward for owners of him. Your feelings on Anthony McFarland. Nothing bad about him per se, but it seems like the Steelers are finding answers elsewhere right now. So maybe pump the brakes on trying to use him in one of those huge leagues. But again, if you're playing in one of those dynasty leagues, just keep him around. I really think the Steelers are going to like him in the next couple of years. Ben filed eight different receivers last week. A lot of the attention is on Chase Claypool. Four catches, 74 yards. The Steelers leading receiver. Juju Smith-Schuster. Talk about where you have him, what you think, and... Uh, this is kind of how it's going to be this year, it appears, with, with some, uh, some delicious targets for Ben Roethlisberger, not just Juju. Yeah, that's the thing is that because the Steelers are able to spread the ball around more this year, Albie, you got to like that for the efficiency of the offense, but you got to hate that for fantasy owners because when he does that, it's like when Tom Brady would have his receivers. You couldn't bank on Julian Edelman every week. You had to because he would bring in Chris Hogan and throw him three touchdowns. It, it's tough to predict it unless their name is Randy Moss or Rob Gronkowski. Uh, and that's kind of what the Steelers offense looks like right now. I'd still, of course, keep Juju Smith-Schuster around. And if I, unless I have like Calvin Ridley and DK Metcalf and a whole litany of really good receivers that are producing well in fantasy right now, then I would just put Juju on my bench. But I think he's going to be due for a big game sooner rather than later because the Steelers are really consistently moving around who they're favoring each game. And I think eventually that wheel is going to come right back to Juju Smith-Schuster. 
Deontay Johnson back healthy. Yeah, that's a good sign. He hasn't been healthy for a while, but uh, Dale Lolly from DKPittsburghSports.com said that his toe is, is good to go and that his back is good to go and that he'll be back Wednesday for practice. Huge note there for Deontay Johnson. All right, quickly, Chase Claypool. I got into him a couple seconds ago. He had a big day again. Yeah, another big day. And right now, I'm starting Chase Claypool in all my leagues. If I And in the flex option or as a wide receiver, too, if I don't have two superstars, he's becoming more of a target. And Ben Roethlisberger's liking him, and he's finding the end zone. Got to love that from the, from, from the young guy. James Washington, another one of those rotational guys. I wouldn't necessarily start him, but it, with the rotation the Steelers have, he could be getting those targets moving forward. But with that, right now, the Steelers aren't really looking at their tight ends too much. I would stick with looking at the wide receivers for now. All right. Excellent. Uh, who do you start? Well, Chris has some ideas when we return on the Fantasy Football Insider, brought to you by Cal U. Back after this. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider, brought to you by Cal U. Chris, who do you start this week? Well, right now, Albie, we've got we've got a long list of guys. Let's start at the quarterback position. I'm starting in my quarterback position, Matt Stafford. He's going, he's at the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons, the worst team at stopping quarterbacks in fantasy this year. Give him the start. And then also Gardner Minshew at the Chargers. Chargers been an up and down team this year, but they've given up serious points to quarterbacks. I know these guys are both on the road, but consider them both in your starting position at the running back position, Albie, I got two running backs here that have, you know, one's a bigger name that hasn't stepped up as much lately, but I think David Johnson for the Texans, he's going up against the Packers and the, the Texans are going to want to keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. And the Packers have the worst rushing defense when it comes to fantasy running backs. So give David Johnson a start in your flex or your RB2 this week, but our running back who's also looked really consistently, Albie, is Ronald Jones of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At, at the Raiders this week, the Raiders 30th when it comes to stopping running backs in fantasy. He's, uh, Ronald Jones has been a hot hand for the Buccaneers. I, can, I, can, I consider that hot hand to continue this week on the road in Las Vegas. All right. I love the fact that David Johnson's getting some pub. We better get a hold of our David Johnson to let him know <laughs> that you're saying go for it. All right. Who are we looking at in that wide receivers? Well, I'm give, I'm going with a with a with a, a going on a limb here. Christian Kirk for the Arizona Cardinals. He caught a big game for the Cardinals against the Cowboys. I think he's due for another one again. While the while the while the Seahawks, who are the worst team at covering uh, stopping receivers in fantasy, uh, they're going to be playing the Cardinals for a big matchup this this upcoming weekend. And Christian Kirk isn't going to get as much attention as, say, a DeAndre Hopkins. I think that that's going to open up some opportunities for him. I'd consider starting him. Another guy, Travis Fulgham. Keep your eye on this man. I've been telling you to pick him up in waiver wires the past two weeks. Now he's looking like a starting receiver consistently producing for three straight games now. And they're at the Giants who are 22 at stop or 22nd at stopping uh, wide receivers in, in fantasy. I really like starting him this week. All right, tight end. TJ Hawkinson for the Lions, he'd be my got my go-to guy for Stafford. The Falcons, the worst at stopping tight ends in the league. And Austin Hooper for the Browns. I don't expect a lot out of Baker Mayfield, but they're playing the Bengals, who are 24th at stopping tight ends. I'd seriously look at them. Uh, as far as my top defenses to pick this week, I'm I'm looking at the the, the Patriots over the over the Niners because the Patriots are are we're going to be going up against a beat up Niners team that doesn't even know who their quarterback is. And the Chiefs over the Broncos. Uh, the Chiefs really looking good. Drew Locke, not so much. All right. And finally, uh, you like that Kansas City defense against the Broncos. That's, uh, that's something that, that, that impressed me of that latest win by the, the – the, everybody talks about the Chiefs and what they can do offensively, but certainly in this matchup, that's a good one to take. Absolutely. I like the Chiefs. They're athletic. They're 
talented. I want to I want to see how they do against Drew Locke and if they can get some turnovers there. All right. Who are you sitting? Number one, sitting Jared Goff against the Bears. Jared Goff may be at home, but the Bears are the number one team at stopping quarterbacks in fantasy, staying away from that. And number two is Derek Carr. He's playing against those Buccaneers. I know that the Buccaneers are coming to Vegas, but the Buccaneers have an aggressive defense. Devin White in the middle of it. Jordan Whitehead along with Antoine Winfield. They could be the best young pairing of safeties in the league going forward. I really like their chemistry. They're doing a lot of a lot in the middle of the field, making it tough on quarterbacks. I do not see Derek Carr having a good day here. Maybe Josh Jacobs, but not Carr. And you like any of the 49ers running backs against New England. Yeah, just sit just sit this one out. I, I think the, the the Patriots take away the ground game for the Niners and they force the, whoever's the quarterback to step up the Patriots number five at stopping running backs in fantasy football, staying away from that. I'm also going to sit James Robinson this week there. He's at the chargers chargers six at stopping running backs. I just, I haven't seen enough consistency out of Robinson and I don't think this is the week to gamble on that. I would look elsewhere. What wide receivers are you looking to sit? I'm start. I'm sitting CD lamb at the, at, at Washington because the football team, uh, they are they, they are the second best of stopping receivers right now, and Andy Dalton did not look good last week. So I'm going to sit CeeDee Lamb until I see otherwise. Traquan Smith also for the Saints. Uh, you know, they're playing the, the, the Panthers. Panthers number three at stopping wide receivers right now. I wouldn't test those waters uh, right, just, just yet. All right, and moving on to tight end. Tight end, Hayden Hurst hasn't done really well for the Falcons. He's up against the Lions. The Lions are number three at stopping tight ends. I'd stay away from that. But also – I know I said John o. Smith and Anthony Alexander Ferkser for, for the Titans earlier this, this show, but stay away from them against the Steelers. The Steelers are number nine at stopping tight ends right now. Yes, they lost Devin Bush, but that's where Terrell Edmonds is going to come into play. And I think that they force the Titans to either beat them outside the numbers or say, hey, you're going to have to really run the ball against us. But the tight end position, I don't see being a problem for the Steelers this week. Sit the Denver defense at KC or against KC. Yeah. I just think it's Patrick Mahomes. I, I know the, the Broncos did a really good job last week against Cam Newton. Don't expect a repeat performance against Patrick Mahomes. And I would also sit that Titans defense against the Steelers. They gave up a lot of points to Deshaun Watson last week. If this gets into an offensive showdown, the Steelers have the efficient offense, and Ben Roethlisberger looks really sharp. I can see him picking apart this Titans defense. All right, Chris, you can now take a breath. Great stuff from Chris Carter. I'm Albie Oxenrider. Thanks for being with us on the Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal U. Good luck. We'll see you next week.